Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania, but you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, Papa Knight, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Papa Knight. You're going to have to explain that one for me. So Papa Knight is the opposite of Mama Day. Wow, you you got in a lot of trouble for that Mama Day stuff, bro. Well, I didn't know. I don't okay. go let me there. let me just I say. I, I honestly I do I do plead ignorance on not knowing she doesn't like to be called Mama Day because I watched her entire Big Brother season or the most recent one I think she was a returning player I think um, and they called her Mama Day the whole time Paulie called her Mama Day although that might not be the best person to go off of but everyone called her Mama Day I thought she called herself Mama Day turns out apparently she doesn't like the nickname so I apologize so we will only refer to her as Davon um, on the show today folks by the way Nicole Ramos ladies and gentlemen will be joining us but before we get to Nicole, we should talk about the whole thing with Davon stemming from the Sylvia episode real quick. I know we'll dive into it a little further when we go to gem class with Jemmy later this week because she chimed in, uh, chimed in on Twitter. But um, we talked about it a little bit on our emergency Patreon podcast this past weekend. So if you want to hear that where we go about 30 minutes deep on it, uh, go to patreon.com slash challenge mania. But D, your words were kind of twisted around on you. I got out of a movie. I went to see a lovely movie called Eighth Grade. I come out of the theater. My Twitter's blowing up. Got Davon calling you out because he called her a bully and a loudmouth. What happened, dude? Well, I, I obviously think it was a major overreaction, which is probably why she's, you know, on another season of another show, on another reality show. You know what I mean? That might get me in trouble too. But, I mean, in reality, like – do you need a I shovel? Like- Do you need a shovel to dig yourself a little deeper here, D? You want to borrow this? There you go. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's why we all get put on these shows, man. Is because we have this. We're susceptible to overreacting, blowing up, taking things out of proportion. And you know, it sounds like to me, and I could be wrong. And I, I don't. I, I know that you. Uh, she played the tape to you, and she still thought like. You know, that I was she tweeted uh, a clip where you start off by saying, I'm not calling Davon a bully <laughs> to prove yeah. that you called her a bully. So I was a tad confused. I look, we talked about this on the Patreon. I don't blame Davon. I blame whoever listened to the podcast, heard it, assumably in its entirety, and thought, ah, I'm gonna get Davon worked up and let her know that they were calling her a bully. Because guys, it's not even just the maniacs out there who had our back, and thank you guys for all that. If you heard the whole interview. Granted, it's not Derek's most salient point. It's not his most coherent point that he's made. It might not be his most graceful segue, but we start off talking about Davon's comments on her YouTube channel about Sylvia. We talk about what might have caused those, them meeting at the airport and whatnot. 
And then we use that as a launching point for D to dive into some of his experiences on the show with people who choose to be louder on the show and people who choose not to be. He wasn't talking about Davon. He even said, I'm not calling Davon a bully. He's talking about other people who play a louder game, who may be bully. Sylvia then steps in and says, maybe we don't use the word bully. Maybe we use it too much. But regardless, Derek, who's never been on a show with Davon, is not talking about Davon. And to be honest with you, he was more making a point about the game that someone like Sylvia chooses to play where they choose to not be louder and not necessarily be playing that type of bully-esque game. So look, I get that it was all sort of in the realm of where we started by talking about Davon. Um, I get that, as I mentioned, D, sometimes, you know, you'll transition into a personal story, which is why that is your role on the show. A lot of people wonder that that's your role on the show. You know, my role on the show is to keep it moving. I'm the radio host type guy. I'm the podcaster. I'm the challenge fan. He's the guy who has two decades of experience on the show. Guess what, Davon? Like it or not, you've been on three episodes of the show. We're taping this on a Tuesday. You've been on three episodes. Derek has been on 300 episodes. So we're talking about his experience with other people on the challenge, albeit we did maybe segue into that a little quick for your liking or some of the listeners liking who thought that we maybe were still talking about Davon. But of course... You know, she had in the tweet, she said, oh, I didn't know you were on this season or you weren't on this season. Of course he has no, he cannot speak to personal experience with Davon. He's never worked with her on the show. But just to clear the air, um, I think you guys, if you're listening to this, you guys all heard that episode. So you realize that is not the intent. Uh, I said it. I'm team Davon. I'd love to have her on the show. I loved her on Big Brother. My wife, Lindsay, loved, loved, loved her on Big Brother. When she got brought back in, she was so excited. She was like, oh, Davon, she's the best. I love her. When she found out she was going to be on the challenge, she was excited. I was excited too. We would love to have her on Challenge Mania, not just to clear the air on this, but to hear her thoughts on being a first-time challenger and the comparisons between the Big Brother house and the challenge house or redemption house however you want to slice it but we had to get that out of the way d i know you're, a, you're still a little salty about it you think it was weak sauce uh, it, i i told I, I did i i said it was weak i said it was weak sauce i said i said send it into us weekly it was weeks i mean I, I listened to the clip you know i re-listened to it because I'm, I'm i'm weary of like you know putting people down and you know i i just i have a thing against people that shit on other people you know, and uh, I know I may be playing the fence with that because I kind of do play devil's advocate both ways and kind of lean, you know, in certain directions sometimes. But um, but for the most part, I really have a thing against people putting other people down. I mean, I've dealt with it, you know, since I was a kid. You know what I mean? I was always, you know, I'm 100 percent Polish. So uh, for a long time, you know, the dumb Polish jokes came out. And as a kid, like, you don't understand, like, people are calling me, my family, uh, my, m- you know, my upbringing dumb, you know? So, like, I-, I have a thing against that stuff, you know? So when I see it, when I hear it, I tend to, you know, flock to rescue the quieter ones, you know, the ones that don't have a voice. So if you're calling someone, if, if your perception of someone is, is, is weak because they're quiet, or, a fo- or they're weak because they're a follower. Um, you know, as the game proceeds right now for uh, a lot of these challengers is you, if you, the quieter you are right now, the, the further you may get along in the game. But the louder you are right now, early on in the game, 
is it, it, it's going to hurt you, I feel like. So I'm still interested. If you can sway Davon to come on the podcast, Scott, and all the Davon fans, you know, that can that, that want us to have this I don't know that I'm going to be able to sway Day. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. You know, shout out to all the Davon fans that, you know, made this argument, this debate, you know, come up, you know, shout out to you. And then shout out to all the Derek challenge maniacs that uh, came out and uh, backed me up on all this. But I, I'm still, you know, I, I stand, you know, by like my stance of when I re-listened to it, it sounded, it sounded like, I don't know. You covered, Someone, your, you covered your bases. You, we started off, yes, talking about Devon. We then moved on to you talking about, from a strategy standpoint, choosing to play that type of game in the house. Clearly not a house with Devon in it because you've never been in the same house as her. So, look, it was a little bit muddy, a little bit blurry. What we don't like is when people who I can tell, I read some of these comments, and yes, I stupidly go down that bottomless pit of despair and read all the comments people are writing to Devon when she posted that, when she said, Derek, on your podcast thing, which love that podcast thing, condescension, that's hilarious. But when she said that and people were commenting back and clearly did not hear the show. And they're just looking at the buzzwords, loudmouth, bully. They're taking her tweet and they're responding to her tweet. Hypothetically, if you did say those things, you did not call her a bully. You did not call her a loudmouth. You did talk about people who play those types of games. You did get to that point from a starting point that involved Davon's comments about Sylvia. We get it. It was a little bit convoluted. So apologies to anyone who's confused, but no apologies necessary to those of you who didn't bother to listen to the show and just felt you were educated enough to comment on it because that's what started this whole mess to begin with. Um, Nonetheless, Scott, nonetheless, uh, before we move on to Nicole, I do want to say that I still want to know why Zach and Amanda putting Jose and Dave on in is a pussy move because that happened too. And that was kind of something that, you know, opened up my ears, too, because, you know, these are pretty much rookies to the game. Like, that's kind of how it goes. So, you know, to to say it was a pussy move, you know, is I feel like is is a lot. You know, I mean, I feel like maybe on, on the Zach and Amanda side, like maybe that is the smartest move for them. Yeah. All right. Um, as you mentioned, we should get to Nicole, but before we do that, a little bit of house cleaning here. I want to thank some new patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania, Michelle DeVilder, Christine Richards, someone who didn't put their name. They just created an account and called themselves challenge maniac. Maybe that's Devon, uh, Christian Hernandez, Dylan Evans, and Harley Quinn from the suicide squad. We hear you. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for becoming patrons. And uh, remember, you'll be able to hear our episode commentaries. We have a new episode of The Challenge tonight, The Final Reckoning. We will be breaking that down in its entirety. And this past week, we released some extra content from our Kendall episode. We also did an emergency deep dive into the whole Devon issue. So we try to bring you the bonus content over at the Patreon site. And thank you guys for all for making these two free shows a week happen by being patrons. Also want to shout out to uh, Shani Suisa, who has the Saniac podcast. They go and they do episode recaps as well. She uh, reached out to me. She's very nice. And I think she has an awesome episode, uh, the interview she did with Joss from a while back. So I wanted to shout out them. We appreciate and encourage all other challenge podcasts. This is not a competition here, folks. There's enough room for all of us. So go check out the Saniac podcast on iTunes. And also, we got to shout out our boy, The Miz, and his wife, Maurice. Miz and Mrs. premieres tonight on USA 
We talked a lot about it with him when he was on the podcast. Go and listen to that episode. It's currently on iTunes. But, uh, man, I'm going to be watching tonight. I can't wait to see what he's doing with his own reality show. So so my question is, are you, you going to watch the challenge and then watch Fear Factor? That some of the, I think, uh, Cara, CT, Tori, and Jordan are going to be on. Or are you going to go over to Ms. and Mrs.? That's my question. Um, well, what I'm probably going to do is I will probably watch the challenge because we talk about the challenge on our podcast. Um, and then I will probably then watch Fear Factor. And then I will watch Ms. and Mrs. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Because on my social media – once the Fear Factor episode ends, people will be tweeting me saying, did you see CT eat that rodent or did you see Kara fall off that ledge and it will ruin it for me? No one's going to tweet me and say, did you see Maurice make that protein shake and Miz get worked up over the baby bottle? You know, so I just think I do it in a spoiler you know, order of importance when it comes to what could get spoiled for me. You know, it's like kind of like when, when when we get home and, you know, Lindsay's like, oh, what do you want to watch first? It's always Game of Thrones. I always, you know, if we if it's a Sunday night, we're watching Game of Thrones first because that's what has the highest probability of getting ruined for me online. You know, same thing with something like Survivor or Big Brother where people get voted out. I want to get those out of the way first. We can watch This Is Us later, you know. I don't think that it's going to get ruined. Oh, guess what happened on This Is Us tonight? They played guitar. Everything was sad. You know, th- I'm not worried about that. So that's the order in which I'm going to do it. Challenge, Fear Factor, Ms. and Mrs. But that doesn't mean that I'm not super excited for Ms. and Mrs. I am. I just know it's not going to be like a spoiler-heavy reality show. You know, no one's going to tweet me, guess what? Daniel Bryan ran in and hit him with a chair in the middle of breakfast. So oh, and if that does, awesome. uh, that would be awesome. Wow. And if that does happen, do not ruin it for me, guys. <laughs> I, I like I like where your head's at. Um, I, I may switch up. I may switch up my game plan, but I, I just I'm rooting for Mike. I'm rooting for his next endeavor. You know, uh, I, I just I'm pumped for him. You know what I mean? I'm just pumped that you know he came on the podcast. I'm pumped that he's such a nice guy after all these years still, and he has this new project coming out. So I hope it goes well for him. You know what I mean? And in reality, and all actually, I got to go and, and, and film a little clip for for Cara right now because she's taking over the challenge Instagram. And you better I gotta, plug Challenge Mania. I, you better plug Challenge Mania. Oh, 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 oh! Because I didn't. Because I didn't the the last time I was on. No, you did. You Instagram did. Story. Maybe you also plug the, maybe plug the team Cara shirts since it's Cara taking over the Instagram. Maybe say, oh, if you're a car fan, buy some car gear at the ChallengeMania.shop. Guess what, guys? Our next guest is Jemmy. If 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 you maybe went to challengemania.shop right now, you might see that the new Jemmy gear is already up in the shop. So we we're going to officially launch it when she comes on the show, but I put it up a little early. So if you guys if you guys are really uh, swift with the investigating, you can see the new Gem class merch up now. Um, you mean you mean you're not going to wait you're not going to wait till she rips my ass about my my Davon comments before you put it up? I want to sell as many t-shirts as possible before she quote unquote rips your ass and decides never to work with us again because you talk your way into another rabbit hole on that podcast. So that is why I decided to put them up. No, I'm just kidding, but she is going to take us to Gem <laughs> class on the show this week and we'll talk about Davon, we'll talk about Redemption House, we'll talk about final reckoning with her, but Gem class merch is up in the challenge mania dot shop speaking of as you mentioned new projects 
We have Challenge Mania Live coming to Los Angeles, Bray Improv, September 22nd with Susie and Sarah from the Brain Candy Podcast. And who knows who will show up, folks? You know how many reality stars live in the LA area? Who knows who's going to walk into the Bray Improv on Saturday, September 22nd? Don't wait. Go to challengemania.live for tickets. And there's a pre-show meet and greet. And then there's a live show. It's going to be awesome. And guess what? We're coming to Washington, D.C. And that's going to be in October. So if you live in the D.C. area, holler at us because we'll let you know as soon as the date is formalized. But uh, beginning slash middle October, I think we're coming to the D.C. Improv as well. Continue to let us know if you're in a big city or near one that you think Challenge Mania Live would be great and well-received over there. Just want to shout out Ting Mobile. Ting is the best mobile you've never heard of, but what they do is they do phone service differently. You only pay for what you use. There's no startup fees, no contracts, no plans. Look, if you spend most of your time on Wi-Fi, like you're in a Starbucks, you're using the Google Wi-Fi, you're at your aunt's house, why pay for data? The average Ting bill is $23 per month. That's right. You can use this on any phone, an iPhone X, a Galaxy S9, doesn't matter. The reliable customer service, you talk to an actual human when you call them. Here's what you got to do. Go to mania.ting.com and you get $25 off your bill or $25 off a new phone, D. But here's what I don't get. The bill's $23 and you get $25 off. What are they giving you? $2? You get a $2 gift certificate? Who knows? Find out. I'll tell you right now, if you took $25 off of my phone bill, it would still be $1,000. So go to mania.ting.com. Ting is a great partner and sponsor of the show. We want to shout them out. Now, also, D, some warning I have to give our listeners. Maybe this was Dave Vaughn, like calling in a, a Russian style hack here, but uh, about 20 minutes before the end of the Nicole Ramos interview here, you're about to hear some of my equipment went haywire. You'll notice a little bit of a downgrade in the audio for the last, I don't know, 17, 20 minutes of our chat with her. So I apologize for that, but I'm telling you, I'm going through it with a fine tooth comb to make it sound as professional as possible for you guys. But yes, all those issues have been worked out for future podcasts, but apologies for that. As I said, maybe it was some sort of a a Russian hacking uh, issue here. Maybe somebody called in a favor. I have no idea. You think it's a Russian spy? I still think it's it's your wife hitting you in the head with a club because of how risque we get with this podcast. I mean, does it not get a little Howard Sterny? I don't know. Yeah. A little Howard Sterny feel to it. Yeah. It, and then it, your wife comes does. in, pops you in the head. You Suffice go down, fall on the equipment. That's what I think happens. Suffice so, to say, I drank, I went and got a lot of glasses of water during this and allowed you guys yeah. to go off on some tangents. Follow Nicole on Twitter, at Nicole XO yeah. Ramos. Let her know you heard her on the show. You can find me at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV. Also on Instagram, I'm at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. Remember to sign up for our Facebook group, folks. It is a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. We're going to be doing a really cool contest over there where we're going to be giving out a really awesome Challenge Mania item from the merch shop. Speaking of the merch shop, it's challengemania.shop, and you can get your Jemmy gear over there soon. And, man, do we have some exciting cast members being added to the shop very soon. I can't wait, dude. Hey, and, and why has it got to be Dave on that calls in the Russian spies? Why you got to be hating like that, bro? Uh, I don't know, because she hates us now because you called her a bully. I'm just kidding. I think she. I think she's this new patron. We have a new patron who didn't want to give their name. They're just challenge maniac. I bet you that's Devon. Uh, that could be. What did they say on that secret 
service podcast. That's what probably happened Patreon. was somebody messaged her and said, oh, David, I don't know if you know about this, but Derek and Scott just went uh, live on their Patreon podcast thing, and they're talking about you. The only way you can hear it is to become a patron, but you don't want them to know it's you, so maybe come up with an alias that they won't suspect. How about Challenge Maniac? Oh my gosh, if they didn't hate you before you said that voice, they will definitely hate you now. I don't know. I do want to genuinely <laughs> thank all the fans out there who started that Twitter war at the end of last week because uh, the Sylvia episode did very well. So thank you guys, even though you also suck. What? <laughs> no, not our fans don't suck. The maniacs are awesome. I'm talking about the people who were like, Derek on his podcast thing called Davon a bully and a loudmouth. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. Let's get to Nicole. Let's get to Nicole. Boobs, makeup, Nani, it's all in here. You said it, not me. I'm thirsty. I'm going to get some water. We're joined by the the last of the bloodlines, I'll call her. She got Ooh. her start on the show through her cousin Nani, but now Nani's nowhere to be found, but Nicole Ramos is a household name now. What's up, Nicole? How are you? Um, I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> What's this like? People are writing us and asking questions based on you, like quitting Instagram or stopping doing Instagram lives or something. It's big news in the Nicole Ramos uh, fan circles. What's going on there? What? Oh, no, yeah, that was something I recently decided to do just because it wasn't making me happy anymore. Um, I would go live and do my makeup every night before I'd go to work and explain the products that I use and explain what worked really well for me and would recommend things. And just people started being really cruel and nasty, calling me names, um, start fighting with each other in the comments. So I just needed to end it. I've been doing it for a little over a year. And this is something you're known for on the show. You not only do your own makeup, you do other cast members' makeups on the show for events, stuff like that. You look great all the time. I can imagine makeup companies are coming to you with product. Is this something you were actually like making money off of that you're abandoning, or was it just a passion project? Um, this was more of like my passion. I wasn't getting paid to do any of it. Oh, really? Not at all. I did it for pure, genuine love. Wow. The people that were so nasty made me hate it. Well, first of all, we could just take a, a moment, D. I don't know if you want to join in on this and just say fuck you to anyone who goes on someone's live to like talk shit to them. How big of a loser are you that you're actually watching someone's independent live Instagram channel, which it's not even like you're on TV and it's annoying that you're on TV and they can't get away from you and oh no, you're on after their favorite show. They're going on Instagram to watch you and then to bother you. I think we can all agree those people suck, right? They're terrible people. <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm I'm all about this. Yeah, dude, can I jump in too? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> um, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, but let me ask you: Have you made Thanks the final? That, have you made the final decision? I mean, if everybody listening to this podcast right now, which is going to be quite a few people, comes out in droves, sorry, D, and hits you up and says, "No, please, I love your videos. That's how I did my makeup every morning. Please come back. Please come back." Uh, is there any way you'd reconsider or is this something you're just like, nah, I need some time off. This is, you know, I'm calling it quits. Um, surprisingly, the outpour was disgusting. So many people reached out to me begging me not to stop. 
and I, I felt bad, but usually when my mind's made up about something, I'm over it. You know what I thought when I first started watching those? Because every now and believe it or not, every now and then I would stop, tune in, uh, like top 40s in the, just be talking to the camera, doing her makeup. It was, it was weird and fascinating all at the same time. Like I'd never done it before, you know? But when yeah. I first tuned in, I, I didn't know what she was doing. I thought she was just playing music, talking to the camera and rolling joints. Like I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I really didn't know. I was like, what is she doing? Because you like, sometimes your, 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 your hands weren't like always on your face. Like they were like, sometimes like down. I, I just had no clue what you were doing. Oh no. Yeah. I remember you jumping in thinking I was doing some bad stuff that I wasn't doing. And then you'd realize I was doing my makeup when you'd stick around and see. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's a hemp based moisturizer that she uses. It's funny. <laughs> I actually, I stumbled upon Victoria from X on the beach cause she disappeared on Twitter. So I was trying to find her to invite her to this party we're throwing here in New York. And I go on her Instagram. I'm like, Oh, she's doing an Instagram live. I expect her to be like taking questions or talking to people. And she's just sitting there doing her makeup to the camera. Like it's a mirror and you know, people are talking to her, but she's kind of like going step by step and, and giving the product names and talking about how she does everything. And I imagine what you did was, was something like was something like that, right? Giving tips and kind of walking people through the, through the process. Did people say that they actually would kind of try to mimic what you were doing and do the makeup along with you? Cause I was watching and I'm kind of lost, obviously I've never put on makeup, but were people actually getting something out of this from a tutorial standpoint? 100%. Like I, I feel like a lot of people went there to learn about my techniques, the products I was using and the way that I applied things, but I also didn't just do my makeup. I obviously had my makeup, I was doing it and I also was playing music in the background also while telling stories of whatever has been going on in my life. And usually there was some wild shit. Would you call that therapeutic? And does like why, when you say wild shit, like you mean like last night, wild shit, like why, why your <laughs> voice is so raspy, wild shit? No. Yeah. Like if I were to be live, if I were to go live today, let's just say yeah. I would have explained all the shenanigans and the degenerateness that I went in to having yesterday like it was wild wild night well it's a good thing you're on this podcast to share some stories because it looks like the internet's going to dry up when it comes to those not to mention all those people who are getting assistance from your your makeup expertise i don't want to hear anybody complaining when they're going out and it looks like you know man it seems like the the quality of makeup's gone down here in this bar that's because you were a scumbag on nicole's live and now nobody knows how to do their makeup anymore so shouts to you losers for ruining that for everybody okay yeah thanks, well, thanks for just sending them over to uh victoria there scott yeah, right. Well, shouts to yeah. Victoria who does the makeup <laughs> thing too. Um, so, all right, let's talk about, I want to get to what everyone wants to talk about with you, which is something we've gotten like every angle of, which is the time that D-Spen is an alternate in Spain waiting to go potentially onto Vendettas, where you and Rogan, unfortunately, had a short-lived time there, having losing that first initial race up the Rock of Gibraltar. And you guys get sequestered in a hotel with Kellyanne and also Corey, and you guys have a game gay old time that we've heard from Rogan and we've heard from Kellyanne and we've heard from D and now you can bring another dimension to this story. I had the pleasure, I guess, quote unquote pleasure of hearing a little bit of this in a van on the way to Universal Studios, but oh, yeah. let's talk about this time that you spent with Derek that has been described at length. Let's hear it from your perspective, which sounds like from the stories we've heard might be a bit of a cloudy one. It all started with getting eliminated. I was 
I was whatever about it. Didn't really matter. I was just hoping that they put us in the same hotel as the alternates. And when me and Rogan arrived there, I finally washed my ass after not cleaning my ass for like 48 hours because they didn't allow us to shower. And um, I get a knock on my door and there's Kellyanne and Derek. And I mean, it was it was it was normal at first. Everything was normal. Everything went fine until Rogan had convinced me, just give me one night. Just drink with me one night. I just want to see how it is. And that was, it was over with. Was it the voice that, that, that roped you in there? Because the guy does have a bit of a, just give me one night, Nicole. That's all I need. Just give me, like a Clive Owen thing kind of going on. What was it about this pitch that made you go off the deep end? Because as you've told us many times, you don't really drink typically. No, I don't, I don't drink barely ever. But if I do, and when I do, I go so hard that I don't know when to stop. And yeah. like... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's just I go, I go so hard, and I'm like, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I'm just everywhere. I'm here. I'm there. Like, and I mean, Rogan. It didn't take a lot for him to convince me, because he was drinking every single day with Derek and Corey, and I was just like, fine. I'll show you guys one night of when Nikki comes out. That's like Ooh. an alter ego. Oh, I, I didn't know that there was an alter ego. I thought it was just the Exorcist. It basically is the Exorcist. It's like the little Nikki, like. I'm just a psycho. I turn crazy. D is the professional out of the two of us, believe it or not. And when we got done talking to, I forget which one it was, might have been both Kellyanne and Rogan, but I'm 90% sure definitely Rogan. You know, we got done with the podcast and D's like, hey, I gotta shout out to Nicole and just tell her what we talked about, see if she's cool with it. And I'm like, oh, no, man. Oh, come on, D. Come on. I try to like talk him out of it because I'm like, oh, man. And the chance that she doesn't want to run it, man, that was a great story. Now, luckily for me, turns out he texts me like two minutes later and he's like, she's good. All good, run it all, which is great. But that being said, that means that there was a bit of stuff in question here that D thought, all right, let me get her to sign off on it. Uh, what if you both? So there are some questionable things that came out when I started drinking. A lot of things. And what were um, those? Yeah. Well, let's just start, look for starters. Like when you when when people walk in a room, no one is ever like, hey, everyone. Take two shots of tequila before you yeah. take your next step, like all at one time. I don't know if it was two or three, but I think it was like take two. Like who yeah, said that? that we, was they were just lined up. Nicole. Oh, the, oh okay. Wow, and the tables is, have turned. On, and I spent and I spent about a month on the Dirty Thirty with her, and she like she didn't drink. Like she didn't drink. Like we're talking to someone that says. Like they don't drink. <laughs> and then here we are, like fast forward to a couple months later, and she's like, Before you take your next steps, I want each and every one of you to take two shots of tequila. Not because one, they two. had to catch up to us. Me and Rogan were already going for about an hour and a half of just like shots to drink, shots to drinks. They finally arrived back to the hotel because Rogan and I were um actually confined to the hotel. We couldn't leave, but the alternates were able to leave. So when you guys came back, we just wanted you guys to catch up to us. And I don't even know. It just bust down to like a very, very bad episode of Jerry Springer. Like there was fights for no reason. There was a man at the hotel who got mad at us and I kept touching his leg and he got offended because I was just trying to calm him down because he was mad at Kellyanne and called her horrible names. And then and he told you fighting. he likes dudes and he told yeah. you he likes dudes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he swung that way. That's fine. Like completely. <laughs> I'm like, I do. He kept telling me that like, 
he didn't like me and I'm not his type and that he likes guys and cool. And he told me to stop touching his leg. I was just trying to calm him down. I wasn't caressing it or anything like that. You know, when you just like, you're trying to calm somebody down, you're just like putting your hands on them to like be okay, like calm down. Cause he was sitting down. It was just, uh, it was just a fucking weird night. And then me and Kellyanne start fighting over nothing. Yeah. Over yeah. absolutely nothing. I just remember screaming, and I don't know why, but it was because of this man. That's why we got into this argument. And this is, like, in the bar at the hotel? Because, like, I think people are trying to picture this. If somebody is, like, can do really, really quick animation and wants to just make a cartoon out of this, feel free. But, so, you guys are, like, in a hotel, and I, I get why you guys are together. Why is random guy involved? Is he there? Is he another patron of the hotel? Is he yes. grabbing a drink? Did you guys befriend him? Did it start off in a positive way and then went negative, went south? Because talk about how this guy integrates himself into the old gang of, of challengers. Well, allegedly, this guy is an alcoholic, according to his parents, and they were yep. bringing him back home. So they were at this hotel. His parents were in the room. He was just in the lobby, I don't know, drinking, because the lobby was by the bar. Like, the bar lobby was all, like, together. And he's like, young you enough to have that. parents speaking on his behalf? So is he, like, how, how old is this guy? Well, I would think he was maybe, like, in his mid-20s. Okay. Or, he's or on a family vacation? Family vacation? or? Well, apparently, apparently he had just gotten out of the psych ward. Yeah. Something along those lines. And they let him like sort of be free and along like the hotel grounds for like, you know, short periods of time and stuff like that. And, you know, within that short period of time, he's like, you know, getting into it with like the challenge girls. Probably the you know worst I mean? group of people that someone in that circumstance <laughs> could bump into in a hotel. Probably. Oh, no, but we definitely met our match. He was a crazy dude. Crazy yeah. guy. Well, let's just in case and not even if even if he's not listening, let's not disparage the name and reputation of said said man. Hopefully he is he's doing well, Um, but he his insertion into the story does make it a a tad more interesting. But let's get back to you guys. Um, So Rogan told story one way on the show, um, made it seem like you guys had a little bit of a thing. We had a couple Twitter questions written in about that, whether you would, now that you're single, maybe follow up on that. Um, talk about whether you and Rogan hit it off. Obviously, he was able to get you to bust out with the Nikki, um, but talk about whether you guys had more than just a friendship, even in that brief time together in, uh, in Spain. So after I was having my drunken episode and Rogan brought me back to my hotel room. I became very sick. And when I become very sick, I can't throw up. He was so nice to stick his finger down my throat and help me throw up. And it went, <laughs> it went everywhere. That was literally the exorcism. Like my head spun and everything. Like it was just, it was a wild, wild, wild night. I mean, it was a good night. I'm so did gonna, you, so, so did you guys make out before you threw up or after you threw up? Um, I think before and after, but I definitely brushed my teeth. So I'm not a dirty bitch. Were you I feel aware? Like Ro- yeah, but I feel like Rogan's the guy that wouldn't care. Eh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't give a shit, but I mean, that's just not me, you know? Just class. <laughs> class on all parts here. Now, let me ask, when did you find out that there was such an odd... Uh, what would you call it, a uh, parallel between you projectile vomiting all over Rogan, where meanwhile, in Gotham City, Kellyanne is urinating all over D. All over Derek. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
oh, I woke up the next morning and Derek was like, why were you fighting with Kellyanne? And I'm like, I actually fought with Kellyanne. Mind you, I was already blacked out by the time that me and Kellyanne were fighting. I had no memory of us even fighting. And I'm like, no, I love Kellyanne. And Derek's like, don't lay there. Don't lay on that spot of the bed or don't sit there. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why? He's like, she peed on my freaking bed. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's definitely a Kellyanne move. I'm like, she marked your territory 100%. Wow. She marked her territory on my shoulder and on the bed. She had to. And you didn't even need to do anything to make her PD, so you got off easy there. Um, I think we've officially... I saved her. We've given our listeners more information and more perspectives on this, you know, collision of alternates and first eliminated cast members than anyone has ever had on any story that has ever taken place off of the challenge. I feel like we know more about this than we know about the, like, Kaylee getting her stuff thrown off the balcony at this point. Um, yeah, no, like, so, you don't understand that it was so much fun in that hotel. <laughs> And no, and no, no cell phones, no worry in the world. Eat whatever you want. Drink whenever you want. I mean, I'll only drink that one time, but it was a fun time. I can, enjoyed it. Well, can you tell me at what point you guys talked me into going to Ibiza with you guys? Like at what so, point, like, were you I in that room that. that you're like, no, you're going, you're going. And I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going. I got to go home. I have yeah. to go home. Like I got so, too much going on. I can't point, go to Ibiza. Like that's crazy. You were so fucked up. <laughs> and like, we were just like, Kellyanne's like, well, I'm going to travel. And I'm like, well, I'm traveling with you. And then Corey's like, okay, I'll go with you guys. Let's all go to Ibiza. And I'm like, Derek, you're coming with Rogan at the time wanted to go somewhere else with other people, which is fine. And we wanted to adventure out in Spain because we were just stuck doing nothing that we might as well have before we went home since we weren't going to be obviously on vendettas. So you were just really, really messed up, and we and Corey booked the whole trip, and obviously we broke him off later. But that's basically how Derek was forced to go. Yeah, I think I, I think I acknowledged that I was going to Ibiza with them, like with my my head in between my hands, like I'm not going, I'm not going. <sighs> so yeah, book the flight. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> yep, yeah, and we kind of just dragged you to the hotel, not the hotel. I mean, we dragged you out of the hotel. You had shots of tequila on the way to the airport. Dragged you through the airport because, mind you, Derek was still drunk this whole time. Yeah. So, wait, you guys now, this is after you've all gotten your exit papers and you're free to go wherever you want, and now you're traveling to Ibiza. Yeah. Do they pay for these flights for you? Is this your ride home and you're taking this instead of a flight back to Tampa or Florida? Like, t tell me how that works logistically because you're staying well, within the country, but. Well, this, well this, this, Oh, you want to say it, Derek? Well, just don't forget that the exorcism of Nicole and Kellyanne had already happened too. So this is like the next morning, and no, we're no, we're we're basically uh, no, we're not on our own. Well, kind of, we're kind of on our own, right? No, we 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 booked our flights to like Ibiza, which was cheap, and then yeah, they kind of were like dirt cheap. Yeah, so, so you guys are you guys have an out date to go back to the states, and you're like, before that comes, we can hop over to Ibiza and do some weird shit, and be back by Tuesday and make our flights back to the states. No, so basically this is how it worked. When when they gave us our cell phones and they gave us our exit papers, whatever you're leaving, we, we're not responsible for you. Blah blah blah. Spiel. Cool. They they usually book your flight back home immediately, but we kept telling them we want to travel. We want to travel. Just let us figure out where we're gonna go. 
and we will email you when we are ready to go home and where we end up, and then they'll book your flight back home. I ended up in Barcelona. So I went to Ibiza and then Barcelona. I ended up in Barcelona. I asked them for a flight home on a specific date, and they just booked me my flight, and I went home. Yeah, but the, all, the, all that like gets taken care all that yeah, gets everything taken else care that we of. paid, like Barcelona, Ibiza, we paid for all that ourselves. Right, right. But they're they're still booking your flight home, which, to be honest with you, they're probably trying, like, there's someone whose job it is to, like, book you those flights, do it in the cheapest way possible, get it done with so they can move on to having to book the flights home for, like, the next people who get kicked off and stuff. And you're like, hang on, we'll email you. We're going to take a little excursion. So even though they're not necessarily paying for the extra travel time, it is sort of nice of them to give you that flexibility which is cool you know yeah well, it's, it's well, really nice yeah yeah for sure but the thing is like that that person is like I, I need to book your flight home okay that's it my job is to book your flight home it's not like you can tell me when you're going home in like two three four or five days it's like i need to know right now right where you want to fly from and when that's, That's what it. I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. I've been the guy who has to book someone's flight home. And when they say anything other than like, cool, LaGuardia 230 sounds good. I'm annoyed. And I'm like, not as good <laughs> at my job. And then my boss is like, wait, why did this flight cost $400 more? And I'm like, oh, because Derek and Nicole didn't tell me until three days later that they wanted to fly the next day from Barcelona. And that happens to be the day of the Barcelona Madrid game. And I didn't know that. You know, so like well, I mean, you know. they're usually pretty chill about it. Like they, they weren't really giving us a hard time because we've been we've always been able to do that. Yeah. Which no, I don't want. I, I'm awesome. so appreciative. I'm so appreciative of it. Like, I know they're probably listening or whatever. I'm very appreciative of that because at least you are able to experience the country for itself. Because when you're filming, you're confined to what they show you. Well, sort of a silver lining, actually. It's like, hey, this really sucks. You flew out to Spain. You got eliminated on day one. You're going to go home relatively soon. But, you know, make the most of it. Get to see the country, you know, and we'll make it easy for you to do that. And we'll fly you back when you want to fly back. That's cool because, you know, whether they're annoyed by it or not and just pretending and saying yes to you and then yelling at the coordinator, you know, that's nice. That's awesome that you guys got to see Barcelona and Ibiza and make some new friends and lose some boyfriends along the way. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, but okay let's put a bow on that and let's get to your origin story for how we got to start enjoying you on the challenges because I think people love the origin stories in general but yours in particular is so interesting because you came to the show by way of your cousin Nani who is a very popular cast member on the show who we haven't seen in a long time we get questions about her all the time people want to know if she'll come on the show they want to know where she's at Um, trust me we got a lot of questions of but for her by way of you. But we'd love to know what the casting process was like by being a bloodline, because not only were you initially a bloodline, but you're one of the few, if not the only one. I think Vinny did another season, and we've seen a couple do an additional season from time to time, but you're now the mainstay from that family on the show. You've grown to like sort of take Nani's place unintentionally, obviously, on the show. So talk about what it was like when you got that call. Was it from casting? Was it from Nani? And did you think that this things would have this thing would have the legs that it, it has had in your life um honestly i don't even know how to explain this the right way um i was and then never, we'll... i was never intended to be on tv at all whatsoever that is the real juicy pipe and hot tea on that my cousin nani had actually originally had her sister casted for um bloodlines and her sister decided to back out last minute two weeks to leaving date 
So you're already casted. You're ready to go. Like, that's basically what it was. And she calls me up. I'm at a playoff game. And she's like, I need you. And I'm like, what do you mean you need me? She's like, well, exactly. She, She was like, I need you for the TV show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I... I was under the impression like her sister was doing it. And she's like, well, she backed out. I have your sister. So my older sister, she's like, I have your sister in the casting process, but they said they want another option just in case something goes up. And I have, I need a backup relative basically. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to be a backup relative. No big deal. My sister's got this in the bag. Cause my sister is the most athletic person I know was like a good at everything. MVP of everything. Like, why would they not cast her? And so once I did the casting process, which wasn't long at all, basically they just called me on Skype, made me answer a couple of questions on like this questionnaire. I don't know. Um, basically so they can get a look to know about me just a little bit. Um, once I Skype interviewed with them, they called me not even like, I think maybe the next day and was like, you're casted. And I felt really, really bad because I know this is something that my sister wanted over me. And like, I was just, I just thought like I was just going to be like an extra. Like I never thought anything of it. And it was two weeks before the leaving date. All right. And T- ton of follow-up was, questions. First and foremost, do you know why her sister backed out what the reasoning was? Um, I think her sister backed out just because I feel like she was maybe like in a turning point in her life. Like it just wasn't going to be something that she was going to do forever. Got it. Does that make sense? Like, like it's not like it basically wasn't her. Like it's not something she would want to do. And then as far as your sister goes, did you ever talk to Nani about why she – now, how, yeah, first tell us who your sister is, how, how much older or younger she is than you, and why you think Nani went to her before you. Did she have TV ambitions herself? Um, 100%. My sister is just more athletic. So I understand why Nani went to her first. And well, like anybody would. If you're going to bring somebody on a TV show that's a competition show, you're going to go with your star-ass athlete who is good at everything. Right, and um, not the person who just attends playoff games. Yeah, and just plays their makeup all day. So, like, it was – my sister is a year and a half older than me. Like, we're very close in age, obviously, but we're just two totally different people. Like, if you were to look at her and look at me, you'd be like, you guys aren't sisters. We are just so much opposite of each other. It's crazy. We look absolutely nothing alike. And the sickening thing is I look more like Nani than my own sister looks like me. Yeah, that's interesting. It's funny. It's like you guys are cousins, but not only do you apparently look more like her than you look like your own sister, you guys look more like sisters than a lot of the sisters and brother combos we saw on that show. It was hard to believe that you guys were only cousins. So the the final follow-up question I have is, so your sister's going along the casting process. You're kind of pitched as being a backup, right? At what point during the casting process did the was it always like they were full on casting you because in the event that your sister didn't pass a physical or something, they could uh, swoop you in there? Or was there a pivot point where you realized, oh, they're kind of into me. They're asking me a lot of questions. It seems like they're kind of moving off my sister and and onto me. And was it ever explained to you or your sister or both of you why they decided to go with you instead? I, I know 100% why they went with me over my sister is because when you have somebody on a TV show like my cousin, you want somebody who's going to compliment her so well. So your younger cousin, her name's Nicole, you're Nani. You guys look so much alike. You guys have you guys have these crazy personalities that are just the same. Not saying my sister's not crazy, but we just complimented each other better. And I complimented Nani better than my sister. 
And that's really well, what it boiled down to. I got, I got, I got a question. I got a question kind of alluding to some of that stuff that you're asking Scott is that, do you remember any of the stories that you told uh, the casting department over there? Like, that was that you were like, oh, man, I told a really crazy, stupid, dumb story where they're like they probably, you know, kind of grasped onto that because there are some stupid stories that I told uh, during my casting process where I'm like, dude, that that like people don't do that. Like I just told them a story that doesn't normally happen to people and I gave them like multiples. So do you remember any of those by chance? Not really. I mean, they asked me like basic stuff. Like, what do I like to do on the weekends? Um, they did ask me if I drink and I was honest. I'm like, I don't drink, but when I do, it's a fucking shit show. Like I just, I've just been very open and honest and I didn't really tell any like wild, crazy stories. I was just being me. I mean, my whole life is pretty fucking crazy. We're going to have more with Nicole coming up after this, but I just want to let you guys know one more time about Ting. Ting is the best mobile service you've never heard of. And the reason you never heard of it is because people don't want to tell anybody about it because they don't want it to get big and for the numbers to go up because right now the average Ting bill is $23 per phone per month. That's right. My phone bill is like $2,300 per phone per month, and I'm not even making that up, and my phone costs $1,000. Look, Ting does mobile service differently. You only pay for what you use, not for just you know a random number you decided on at the beginning of the year, which I instantly regretted. There's no startup fees, no contracts, no plans, all of which my cell phone provider has, so fuck me, right? Nationwide LTE coverage means you have great network coverage from coast to coast. It works on that old Motorola Razor you have sitting in your basement, or the latest Galaxy S9, or an iPhone phone 10, which is what I have. So it works for me. I'm definitely switching over to Ting. There's reliable customer service. I called because I had a question. Guess who answered? A person, not a robot, not press two for this. No, a person answered the phone. They have great customer service and it is perfect if you spend most of your time on Wi-Fi like I do, like you do, like anybody does these days. We're always on Wi-Fi. Why are we paying for data we don't use? Get $25 off your bill or $25 off a new phone in the Ting shop at mania.ting.com. That's mania.ting.com. And you get $25 off your bill. What is that? Negative $2 bill now? We just said the average bill is $23 per phone per month or $25 off a new phone. That would have went a long way when I bought my million dollar phone. Thank you, Ting, for being a great partner of the show. We appreciate you. Not Ting better than having a great partner. Let's get back to Nicole Ramos. Cha-ting! Since my cousin was already casted, so like she was already locked in as a cast member, they just needed a family member. They didn't give a shit who it was, but uh. somebody who at least complimented her. And it just, it ended up being me. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to try. But my dad told me that I'm going to suck anyways because I'm small. And I just wanted to prove that I can like, I have something to prove. I always have so- something to prove. So, so it's like, it's like you probably went through like the shortest casting process ever is what it sounds like. Like you had one interview. Basically, basically it landed in my lap. Like, well, D you're competing with millions of people who want to be on the show because they could cast anyone. She's competing with literally one other person, her sister, because they need someone right. who's related to Nani and Nani's first option just dropped off. So she kind of has the ball in her court. She could have probably negotiated like a higher rate at that point, to be honest with you. Well, well, I mean, so my question is like, how long, how quick did this happen for you? Like two like weeks, inter- you said. Inter- two interview, weeks. two weeks interview, and then you're flying out in two weeks. Basically, she called me and said, "I have two weeks to find a family member." Obviously, I called your sister. I need you. 
I said, she said, do the interview process. I think, I think at the playoff game was like, maybe like in the middle of the day and like not middle of the day, but middle of the week. And then towards the end of the week, I was already, um, I was already doing my Skype interview. And then the next following day after the Skype interviews, when I found out I actually got the show and the leave date was literally, I want to say maybe nine days after that. Maybe what kind of playoff days? game? What kind of playoff game were you at? You like at your sister's playoff game, like the one? No, that's no, no. Like I, was, I was at an NFL playoff game. Okay, you were at not like, NFL. Wh- I'm sorry. Um, hockey. Fucking what's hockey? Hockey's not NFL. NHL. NHL. <laughs> NHL. NHL. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I just had a blonde moment. Is that is that? Were you dating someone in the NHL? Because someone said, "Who are you dating in the MLB?" Um, <laughs> is that happening? <laughs> Listen. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of that stuff. Okay. Mm, okay. No problem. But no, I've never dated a hockey player. Um, this is the first time I've ever dated somebody who plays baseball. So, I mean, I don't know shit about baseball. Like I don't, I don't go after athletes. Like, I don't know. Like I just, if I, I like what I like. Uh huh. Copy that. Let's talk Yo, about, many, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, you can go ahead. I was just going to see like how many challenges she's done. What's it been like four or five? five um, it's been four. 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 I, only missed, I only missed Vendetta's, not Vendetta's, um, Invasion and this new one that just came up, Final Reckoning. Um, I want to know, you know, so you get to play the first season with Nani, and then I forget exactly when she steps off and you step in, if it was immediately after, but talk about whether that was something that you guys coordinated, whether you knew that she had planned to kind of to take a step away from the show, and whether you knew that would directly correlate with them calling you to come on recurringly because, you know, it's not even saying anything about you as a, as an individual cast member. It's just like, when you look at the numbers, you're like, Oh, they, they didn't really keep around any of the other bloodlines. Now that might just be because you were more interesting than everyone else. But also I think part of it might've been that Nani, you know, decided to step away. Talk about it, whether you saw a connection there, whether you kind of know, Hey, no, Nani could come back at any time. And they would have just had both of us. Do you see the same connection of you kind of filling that Nani void that so many of the listeners and the viewers have? Have, and have you guys talked about that at all? So, I mean, her, her retirement all came out of uh, Rivals 3 after me and her went into an elimination against each other. And it was actually my first, me and Dario's first elimination. And if you guys remember that season, um, Nani and Wes took out a lot of teams. They were in elimination like almost like every single time. They took out a lot of teams and it was just, it was really, really, really hard. It was really hard, like to go into that elimination and do that. Like, it was genuine tears on my end, and I know it was genuine tears on her end. Like, it was just a sad situation. Nobody wants to be put in against the person that brought them there. All right. Well, someone, since you brought that up, Annie on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast says, did Nani let you win on Rivals 3 because she knew she was done and didn't want to come back? 100% she did not. I gave it my all. She gave it her all. We went into that elimination knowing, like, I'm not going to rough you up under there. You're not going to rough me up under there. Let the boys do whatever they want to do. It's going to be a foot race. And that's what it was. Can you uh, elaborate more on, like, how all that happened and what, you know, what it felt like? Um, Because I couldn't imagine and, like, you know, I have brothers and, you know, at some point they were going to do a potential another bloodline and, you know, they dibbled that with me and my brothers, but I always thought about like, you know, and when we had Carl on, uh, you know, I thought like how cool it would be to win one of these things 
with my brother or uh, with one of my brothers or, um, you know, even doing one of these shows or going to bat, you know, on national television with like, you know, one of my brothers and someone that I love. Um, so can you just get into like how difficult that was where I just remember uh, you guys, there being like a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings um, directed towards like you getting there because of your cousin and now you're about to take your cousin out when a lot of people are rooting for her because she's been around for a long time and they wanted to win. I feel like, I feel like Nani was like a fan favorite when she was around. So oh, 100%. You know, how did all that go down? Like, you know, it sounded like you were going to stab her in the back, but she was going to stab you in the back first. And you guys had like a really like heated decision to make. And then it went down the way it went down. You won. Um, I mean, it all really stemmed from me finding out a lot of information and, um, I kind of kept it to myself. And then when Dario and I had won a challenge and we had a power move to make, we decided to pull the trigger on a team that claimed to have our back, but really told everybody else in the house, they had everybody else's back, which was Corey and Ashley. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, and me knowing that my cousin had an alliance with them as well, but I knew that Corey had an alliance with every single person in the house. I was like, he literally is nothing to us. Like, who is he? And her and um, Wes didn't want me and Dario to choose them. They wanted us to pull a trigger on Johnny and um, and uh, Vinny. And Dario and I just were not in the position to do that because they Johnny was winning every single challenge. So it was like we could either not sit here and, and say, like, oh, we're going to shoot for, like, the lowest, like, spot or whatever. Like, you know, when you're going to go to the final, you're not playing for third. But I genuinely think that Dario and I had a chance to go up against them and prove ourselves if we were to make it to a final. But, like, my cousin just got really mad that I spilled the beans and told Dario everything that I knew. Told your partner. Told your partner. And then my partner went into nominations telling everybody mm. what me and him had talked oh. about. When I told him not to tell, say anything. Yeah. And then my cousin lost it on me. Mm-hmm. And then after it was just it was just not good. I I mean she felt like backstabbed by me, obviously, but it's like I had to do what I had to do to get myself in a better position in the game, and I wasn't trying to fuck her at all, like not for one second. But she saw it that way, and it was unfortunate she saw it that way. And that's how it played out. That's how it played out. It looked like you got some information. And it looked like you kind of it, it kind of looked like you. you you didn't turn your back on her, but you went and gave this information away and it kind of blew up in both of your faces leading to this, like, you know, sister versus sister. I thought you guys were sisters at the time, you know, elimination that, you know, was like, so it was, it was intense. It was intense to watch because I just, I feel like, you know I mean? That, that, that love between uh, siblings is so special. Um, so I, I can't believe it went down like that. And you guys won. It was, it was, an, it was a, uh, it was an unexpected win. You know, you guys were kind of the underdogs. Yeah, no sure. one expected Dario and I to come out winning. I didn't expect us to come out winning either. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and fucking sit here and say, I'm, I thought we were going to win because they had taken out so many teams. I'm like, <laughs> how are we going to be quicker and faster than them? But I'm thinking, okay, my advantage is I'm very small. I'm usually the smallest cast member that they have. 100%. Size, like mass, I'm tiny. Um, So crawling could be my forte. I don't know. I don't do that at home. I don't practice army crawling. 
Yeah, and it's and it's it looked like Dario kind of like smoked smoked Wes for oh one hundred percent. Wes was winded. Yeah, and then and then it looked like it looked like you had the lead. You had a big lead, and then you you kind of started falling off. And you could Johnny see that. says that to this day. Johnny will always sit there and say that he thinks that I slowed down, but I didn't. I gave it my all. Yeah. Um, but I did. I there was times that they caught me looking over to see where she was at. Yeah. Well, you're dying. It, wasn't, you're it wasn't to slow down it, but it wasn't to speed up either. It's just it's almost like you're when you're looking at your competition just to see where you're at, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you don't work out. I mean, like I don't work out. You don't work out. I mean, will you ever train for one of these or prepare for one of these? Maybe in the future, but like I'm trying to get my titties done and like, yeah, I'm worried Let's get about into that. that. When are we going to get into that? When are we going to get into uh, Nicole's titties, Scott? I'm sure your wife will all love hearing me. Ask I'm just going to go. That. I'm just going to go grab some water. So uh, you guys chat it up. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we were. Uh, I literally I do the challenge just to buy myself plastic surgery. Thank you. And, 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 you know, Scott, dude, you know, bring you back whenever you're done sipping on that water. Uh, you know, that's been a big thing in, in, in the challenges. Like, I, I mean, last episode on, on vendettas, uh, there's a lot of chatter about, you know, or a lot of shit talking about, you know, people's plastic surgery. Like that's, well, that's I don't know happening. that there's been a lot of, cause to be honest with you, I mean, on, on social media, Kaylee was very uh, open this week about having gotten a nose job and, and, and I don't think there's really that much hate or drama around any of this at all, except by one guy named Shane who decided to get on Kyle about the, the hair transplants or supposedly, and you know, that became a, a thing on the show this week, but it's, it's interesting. People have been mentioning that it's, it's been spoken about a lot lately, people getting plastic surgery and people are being a lot more open about it, documenting it on social media. And it's interesting. I mean, you know, I don't think there's that much, I mean, maybe there's on the deep and bottomless pits of the, of the reddits of the world, you might have trolls, you know, bashing people for deciding to get work done, but I haven't seen it really play out so much on the show other than Shane with this one particular particular instance have you guys no, I, I think someone got a lip shot i think someone got a lip injection shot um there's a lot of people who've gotten work done and no, I, they just don't get ripped on the internet like other people like i can at least speak for myself that like i've been very open and honest about anything i've ever had done and i've never had any major surgery i mean i'm gonna ha- get my boobs done on friday so that'll be the first major thing i do but i've only really had lip fillers and um, people will just want to just rip you on the internet for just trying to live your best life. And you'd be surprised. A lot of your favorite challenge members have lip fillers as well. They're just very subtle about it and very discreet, and they don't talk about it. Well, I feel like someone took a shot at Angela um, about something, I, I don't know, her lips or something like that. I feel like that was... Oh, and no, I think it was her nose. I saw that on Twitter. But, like, sis got a good nose job. What do you mean? She looks good. Leave her alone. Yeah, I feel ah. like comment. I feel like covering the the trolls or the people who are bashing people for getting work done is almost as it's the same thing as as bashing them because it's like you're just like shining a negative light on it. I think it's cool that 
that people are, to me, it seems like being a little bit more open about it, documenting it, announcing it on podcasts. Hey, I'm getting this done on Friday. I, I think the way it used to be is you kind of just notice, hey, do, do they look a little different? Or, oh, hey, they, I think they got, might have gotten some work done or whatever. And you kind of had to ask around. Now I feel like people have, you know, feel like they can do it without the backlash, even if the backlash does sort of live in different portions of the internet. Like I said, other than Shane, I think taking uh, the opportunity to uh, to make kind of a show of the Kyle thing, I haven't seen much of it on the show. Occasionally someone will get a verbal jab in there that you're like, wait, are they talking about that? Um, I think Johnny might have had one recently. But other than that, though, I do think it's, I mean, tell me if you disagree, Nicole. Do you think that people are more eager to be open about it and, uh, and kind of, you know, document it all the way through more so now than they would have been maybe a few years ago? Yeah, I think it's just become more mainstream. Like, people are now like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you don't like something, change it. Like, it's it's really not that big of a deal. Like, it's not because you're – maybe maybe some people do it for insecurities. I'm doing it because I've wanted titties for 10 years. So, like, it's just something that I've always wanted. I'm not insecure about the way my body looks now, but if you want it, go get it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I'm with that. I agree with that. Like, and I'm sure for a, a lot of the listeners at home right now, I mean, I feel like if you guys are contemplating something and you want to do it, I don't think you should be afraid uh, to do it and show it off and talk about it. I feel like we're getting into that, like, you know, day and age that, you know, this is this type of stuff is acceptable. And you're allowed people to express yourself it. now. Right. So it's like tattoos once weren't acceptable. Now they are. Plastic yeah. surgery once wasn't acceptable. Now it is. I, I had a good friend at some point in my life actually get a breast reduction. Uh, because it was hurting her back and she was very open about it. And I was very like, you know, curious to see, you know, like how she's feeling like this is, this is, uh, this is something that you don't hear about very often. Right. Is like a breast reduction because she's five foot two. Um, her, her, her boobs are absolutely enormous. They're crushing her back. She goes and gets a surgery done and she's like, Hey, do you want to see, you know, she, well, she had like, you know, yeah. You're the, like, the, show me them titties. No, well, well, yeah, I mean, without saying, well, I mean, Derek, you're starting to stutter. Yeah. In the most respectful way, like, you know, she, because th those things get taken care of, like, right. Like they, you know, they, they sit in like a, not a cast, but like, you know, they're all bandaged up and they're like caressed and, you know, you know, you know, snuggled and, um, and, and there's just, you know, I mean, you got the lines down, you know what I mean? You got the, the dotted lines and stuff like that. I need like some that, more water. Like, Hang on one sec. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I mean, uh, it's almost like these, these surgical procedures are on, you know, are on like, you know, E entertainment, like E on, on like E, you know, don't they have that? Like, I mean, this plastic surgery is like normal now. You've worked so hard for all the things you have, the salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink, one to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash Grandview. Okay, cool. So, um, all right. So, Scott, want to explain what the hell just happened there? Your your, your sound quality, sound quality is going to be a, a little worse right now because your uh, headset broke or... 
Yeah, you know, yeah, we, we got some audio issues. We're going to push through them here, but apologies yeah. for the slight downgrading quality on my end. Do you think that if you and Dario, this is from Mike, do you think if you and Dario beat Bananas and Sarah in the last elimination on Rivals 3 that you could have beaten Jenna and Vinny or Devin and Cheyenne? There could have been a good possibility that that could have happened. Um, I mean, anything could have happened. I mean, if... Johnny and Sarah didn't win and Dario and I won, let's just say miraculously. Jenna and Vince, they're not really like they weren't really that good at like puzzly type of stuff. And that's like my forte. I love it. Me and Dario just really complimented each other. He was like the bronze and I was the brain. Um okay, cool. <laughs> um so is that all you got on that, Scott? For that for that season, yeah, but we got a ton of questions to get to. Uh, so, Hell yes. So are you, so are you just going to try to knock out these Twitter questions? I know you got a, I know you're in a hurry. Yeah. So basically it's not that I'm in a hurry. I just, I feel bad about the audio issues. Um, all right. So did you get the so call? You, you got this is from Michael. Did you get the call for the final reckoning? You were on the first two of the trilogy, albeit on vendettas only briefly. Michael wants to know if they reached out for the final reckoning. 100% they reached out, but I mean, you had to have a partner and, the way my phone call was going was they were asking me about my ex, Nate, and I was just, like, not with it. <laughs> and I'm just going to be honest. Wow. So that's a real vendetta right there. When you say, I won't do it with them, that's, like, the the real gold. Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily say no because they they called me again to make sure that I was available and that they would have let me know. But you know how that goes with the casting process. They either let you know or they don't let you know. And I really was did not care. I'm like, oh, I already know how this is going to go. So I really didn't care. My cast me if you want me. Don't cast me if you don't want me because I don't want him to be my partner. So it's funny you mentioned him. Um, I forget if there's anyone else that would apply with you with this, but we just they brought X on the Beach over to the U.S. recently. Brian wants to know if you would ever do that show. So I actually got contacted for the first season, but I was in a committed relationship at the time. So why would I pretend to be single? Make no sense. Um, but I did get contacted for it. Season one was actually pretty good. Um, if I were single, I would maybe consider it, but I don't like, I don't know. I'm not like a, I'm not like a, a person who likes to kiss on TV. I like that to me, that stuff's private. Yeah, um, we got a ton of people, so I'm not going to single out one, but a ton of people want to know whether you would do another challenge. Uh, is I mean, it seems like you almost did this last one, but, I mean, is this something that you've considered not doing? Um, at times, just because I get really, really bad anxiety, and I kind of at times wish I could go back to my normal life. And that's just me being honest. Like, I, I struggle with it, and it's like I get a lot of people that would – recognize me in public and kind of fluster me. And I had people like scream, scream to me in my face at my job. Cause they were so excited to meet me, but it scares the fuck out of me. I'm like, what if this person tries hurting me? Like, I don't know, you know, like I just get really anxious and weird about it, but like I would definitely do another one. And where do you, sure. where, what is your job that people uh, scream at you at? <laughs> I bartend in a nightclub. So kind of dark so when they actually see me and they recognize me then they're like telling all their friends and they're freaking out that's funny um okay it's, like, it's more it's more of like a college bar so it's like i mean a college club bar 
So it's a lot of young kids. People, I think, fear that this is the closest they'll get to being able to ask Nani this question. So I, you have to excuse me, but we had a ton of questions written in from Brian from Challenge Rewind. Want to know how are things with you and Nani? And they also want to know if you have any idea whether it's officially done with her in the challenge as well. Um, I actually just spoke to her the other day. Um, I keep our conversations private, obviously, like whatever she's going through, whatever I'm going through. Um, she's good. She's happy living in Chicago. Um, and I mean, what was the question again? <laughs> whether, so it sounds like you guys are good as a, you know, as a unit. Do you guys ever talk about whether she would do the show again? Do you think your what's your gut instinct there? Is there an offer that she would say yes to, which you do champs versus stars? People really do love your cousin. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I like to keep our conversations private, but, um, there might, there might be something looking good in the future but i don't know that really just depends on her and her life and where she's at meaning like maybe you might see her again maybe you might not i don't know oh i believe that might call that might call for a bam 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 bam. okay um a few other questions here and then we'll let you go uh i do feel bad about the audio issues um all right Uh, what's a good one here um, okay, here's a good one. Christine Calafiori, no relation to Polly, says, since we know you're the makeup queen, who's the best person to do makeup on? Um, and then also her follow-up is, which guy is the thirstiest? Which guy have you liked the most on the challenge? Opinion on Rogan since you were eliminated with him. So that's like four questions, but the one I like the most is about doing the makeup. Who do you like doing makeup on? Um, Really? I had to actually, I, I do cars makeup a lot. I like doing cars makeup. She has a really good uh, face. And, and just, uh, yeah, and just for like, Derek's sake, also tell us who the thirstiest guy is because he doesn't <laughs> like the makeup question. Um, the thirstiest guy, like, what do you define like thirsty? Like, thirsty for girls, <laughs> thirsty for camera time, thirsty for what? Ooh, you pick. Me pick? I yeah, think you, you said something. There's somebody, I'll pull it. Somebody actually pulled a quote. Um, Meals TV, I think it was, said, okay, that's what it was. You had a tweet that said, um, the most thirstiest people I have ever met are on reality TV, literally desperate. And Meals TV wanted you to elaborate. So you, I think, have coined the word thirsty in this context. So you can tell us what you meant by that tweet and then let us know who the thirstiest guy is. How about that? Okay, so what I meant by that tweet, I have never in my whole entire life seeing people come out of the woodworks just literally nonsense and bullshit like you're just being thirsty you're thirsty for any attention a clout you want like attention whether it's good whether it's bad and a lot of them are our fucking cast members it's good i'm I'm speaking to basically all of them if the shoe fucking fits lace up you know you're thirsty and i think they know who i'm talking about too (laughs) like it's kind of like i don't even have to say a name all the people who are always on Twitter just always talking about this shit over and over and over again. Like, you're always in the drama. You always see that one person that's always in the drama? That's the thirstiest person. Got it. But say we don't know that you're talking about Amanda. Can you just say who their name rhymes with? Oh, no, I wasn't saying Amanda, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, I've, I haven't really been paying attention much this season. When I wrote that tweet, that was, I think, around Dirty 30. So, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't referring to her. She wasn't on dirty. I mean, she was on dirty. dirty then who were you wasn't. talking about? Cause I wasn't picking up on your hints. I don't know who you're talking about. Who is, who is Thursday? Everyone. 
I don't want to single one person out. All right, so single two girls and two guys out, and that's fair, I feel like. Then that way they're Listen, not alone. You know if I, say, if I say someone's name, I'm going to be put into some drama, and then I'm going to have to argue with them, and I ain't with it. But this like is also fight. your chance, like, next time they do a rival season, they won't call you to play with Nate or whatever. They'll call you to play with fill in the blank. No. I don't care. <laughs> then she would be the thirstiest. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want that attention. I don't. Yeah. And I'm not scared think, to say anybody's names, but like, you see who they are when you go on Twitter. I'm sorry, you know who I'm talking about. Well, it's really well, self-explanatory. And and what and what I think she's getting at too is like, you know, whether it's positive or negative, it's, you know, they, they don't care. Even if it's negative attention, they don't care. You know, they not want, at all. And the, the crazy, the crazy it. thing is, is that like. It's really self-explanatory. If you're thirsty and you're acting fucking crazy on Twitter for no goddamn reason, like, why are you being thirsty for attention? You still have a lot, a lot of little followers. No one really cares. Well, here, you know, here's my question is, like, I, I don't know. Like, back in my day, like, I think I've told the story before, too. Is like, I'm on this, my sixth season of the challenge, my, my seventh show in a row, and I still have no clue why the fuck they call me back idea and i was like people go camera camera whore camera hungry they're just doing it for the camera like yeah. like are there people that you've seen that just do it for the camera because nowadays i feel like it sounds like all the murmurs go to they're just doing it for the camera these people are are, are just playing up for the camera like, like you experienced that you know like 100 oh, percent. if you were on rivals three you would have seen it all the time like it was, it was over nothing. You you'd see like a normal conversation, and then the cameras would come around, and then somebody would just start arguing or acting crazy yeah. for no reason, for for re- reasons that Scott just this rival take it on the net. Like, I ain't that thirsty, Scott. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, no. If I genuinely don't like you, I don't fuck with you. That's it. Like I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm not gonna tag you on stuff and on Twitter and be like fuck you. I hate you. Like that's just not me. Like I, I like to resort to violence. Like I like to fight in person. Um, are there are there specific people though that you that you really like and that you don't like? Like are there are there are there, you know, like just anyone that you're like I, I really like talking to this person. I talk to this person a lot. Or people that you're just like I really fucking could could care less. Like Nate, right? Are there any more Nates out there that you're like I could care less if I ever fucking talk to them again? I'm just gonna be honest and real. Um, you know how we just did this Orlando event. And the people that were all there, mm-hmm. I genuinely like that group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's maybe a select few others that weren't there, but I genuinely don't give a fuck about half the fucking cast. Mm. Like a good ninety percent of the cast, I don't care for. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be a bitch or like anything, but I'm in my own lane. I worry about myself. I'm not worried about what they're doing over there. I'm not going to feed into their little stupid drama. Like, to me, it's just dumb. I have no energy to waste arguing with somebody over the internet, a grown-ass adult. Yeah. That you're going to potentially see later down the road, and then you're going to have to confront them about the shit that they started, or you started, or whatever. Like, it's just not me. 
I like this as a last question to get out of here on because it involves our two guests for Challenge Mania Live Los Angeles, Susie and Sarah of the Brain Candy Podcast. When Kellyanne was on here and just going on a bashing rampage of the two lovely ladies, um, she mentioned one of the things was that they like got you in trouble by fish texting you and to kind of try to see where you were at and you responded. And she claimed that she got you. They got you in trouble. The end here on Twitter wants to know: Did the Brain Candy girls really get you? in trouble um i the thing is i could have gotten in a lot of trouble could have um once i realized it was sarah on the phone i already knew what the deal was i already knew it like you're only calling me because you're calling all the cast members to see if they're actually on the show and i've I've always been known as that person who just nobody knows if i'm going to be casted or not like because they they haven't figured it out yet because i'm just very secretive if i'm casted for a tv show and so once I realized she was calling people, I played it off like I wasn't even on Vendettas at all. So, I mean, if I would have been like, yeah, blah, 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 just got eliminated, like, I could have gotten probably in a lot of trouble, for yeah. sure. All right, so the potential was there is what Kellyanne meant. Well, that's the difference between them and us. You can you can bet your butt that if we're texting or calling you, it's just to see how you're doing, Nicole. But uh, they do a different uh, – they run a different ship over there. There's a lot of investigative journalism involved in the brain candy, and that is their brand. And uh, that's why we're excited to have them on stage with us at the Bray Improv September 22nd. But good to hear they didn't get you in trouble, although the potential might have been there. Dee, do you have anything else for Nicole before we let her go? Yeah, knowing that you're not this, you know, big athlete, like, what's some of the scariest shit that, you know, you've walked into and just did not want to do on these shows? And then, last thing, proudest moment. Um, 100% the scariest moment had to be uh, being buried alive. That was so difficult. That was probably the hardest thing. Like, I was internally freaking the fuck out. Like, I don't know how I... We were in those coffins for about an hour. And it was hot. So yeah. it was hot, frustrating, like it was scary. And my proudest moment on the challenge would have to be... Um, Beating your sister. No, my... No, no, no. No, no, no. My proudest, <laughs> moment, my proudest moment would have to be that every time we have played trivia, I have never gotten an answer wrong. Never. Wow. Never got one answer, not one question. Not answer. I mean, never got one question wrong. I said, wow. Wow. So, I mean, that's one of my proudest moments that I've, I'm, I have a good record with trivia. I love trivia. You're the trivia champion. I am. I should be the trivia queen. Awesome. Well, Nicole, thanks for joining us and sorry about the audio issues to you and to everybody listening, but uh, hopefully you will reconsider and bring your makeup tutorials back to the Instagram waves because we got a ton of people who wrote in that said that you helped teach them so much about doing makeup and they love watching your videos and hearing about your shenanigans from the night before. So F the trolls, Nicole. I know. Maybe one day. I don't know. Right now it's done. And, and we can't wait to see your new boobs. Yep, I can't wait to flaunt them bad boys on the internet. So, so what's the, so what's the um what's the time what's the time frame with, with all this? So, you're getting it done on Friday, this upcoming Friday. Uh huh. And you're going to a what? Can, can you say? Like what size? Yeah. Um, a small D. Okay. And I think then, this is probably why my headset cut out. I think it yeah, was I, like. We need to end this. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, but I really do feel like your wife walked in and hit you in the head with an iron, and you fell, and then like you fell on the headset, smashed the headset, 
and then you know want it, you know she and um, Destiny wanted the, the the podcast to end sound shitty moving forward. So um, I hear what you're saying. I think I hear what you're saying. So you want us you want us to end here, Scott? Or let's, let's nipple this one in the bud. Let's nipple it. Let's nipple it up. All right. Uh, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, let's talk soon. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. for the audio issues and you know we could have went a little longer with her and asked more of your questions i apologize but hopefully uh you guys dug this one and we will have nicole on again i really hope she reconsiders the instagram thing and gets back on there because i i shit you not i didn't read any of them specifically but a lot of people messaged and said no please come back to instagram please do your videos i love the makeup tutorials you taught me so much about makeup so um spread the love hit her up at nicole xo ramos on twitter let her know you heard her on the podcast and maybe just maybe she'll reconsider at some point but again the trolls strike again as they did last week with our show now they're uh getting nicole ramos discouraged to be on instagram i'll tell you what you're not going to ruin this we're not going to quit this podcast anytime soon even though you tried to to slander our good name last week but unfortunately the maniac stuck up for us and uh you know i really appreciated there was a there was a thread on on reddit that i saw someone sent it to me and it seemed like everyone on there who bothered to listen to the podcast knew that we did not call davon a bully or a loudmouth because she isn't we don't think that about her we love her we want to have her on the show let davon know if you want to hear her on the show hashtag challenge accepted all right d let's let everybody go we got jemmy coming up go to challengemania.shop for your gem class merchandise patreon.com slash challenge mania that's where we do bonus content that's where you can hear us talk about tonight's final reckoning episode or probably talk about ms and mrs also fear factor as well good luck to ct and jordan and cara and tori everybody from the challenge participating on fear factor cara loves fear factor we're at universal studios and she was trying to get us to do the fear factor at universal studios yeah but they said no because we had beer in our hands yeah, you guys walked up with two beers. You're like, can I participate in this dangerous live show? And they were like, no, sir, you cannot. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I still can't believe that makeup is more interest makeup tutorials are more interesting to you than boobs. Just just throwing it out there. All right, I'm done. Married man. I'm, I'm out of here. Married I'm out of here on that. There's only two, boobs, only two boobs I care about, my friend. Um, but thank you guys so much. Continue to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and keep telling people about Challenge Mania. Remember to also check out the Saniac podcast with Shawnee Suisa. Remember, Ms. and Mrs. tonight on USA. Check it out, folks. We really appreciate you. Sorry for the audio issues. We'll be back to normal in a couple days. Peace. Hope to see you in LA, September 22nd. Bray Improv, Susie, Sarah, Brain Candy, who knows who else. And remember, October, we're coming to DC. Holler at your boy. Later. Thank you. Okay, guys. Well, I'm fortunate to you. This thing just down here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope we see you in the future.
Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help.